Hey fam, welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast, the art of hearing God's perfect will. The podcast that invites you to tune into God's guidance and discover his flawless plan for your life. I'm Michelle Honora, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm an author, speaker, and spiritual direction coach, as well as the founder and director of the Center for Prophetic Listening. In a world filled with noise and distractions, finding clarity in God's will can be a challenge, especially if you're facing significant life transitions. Whatever challenges you're encountering, you're about to learn how to discern God's perfect will for both significant and everyday situations. So tune in, open your heart, and embark with me on this sacred quest to hear God's voice and discern His perfect will for your life. Welcome to the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Hey fam, welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Uh, Super stoked that you can join me today. I want to talk with you guys on a subject that is actually very personal and pertinent to me in this particular season of my life and of my my business, the Center for Prophetic Listening. Um, Today's topic, today's episode is titled Striving or Surrendering. And man, am I earning my master's in the power of surrender, (laughs) in learning how to surrender. And frankly, I think we all are as as Christians. Um, Whether you are a, you know, fly by the seat of your pants type of person, go with the flow individual, or if you are a type A ambitious go-getter personality, regardless of where you land on that spectrum, we all have desires, wishes, um, things that we want. We all have our own wills. We all have free will and we all will come to a point or a time where our free will, our desires, uh, what we want to see happen actually rubs up against God's will, or more specifically his way and how, and when he wants things to happen. I face this issue all the time in my walk with the Lord. Uh, More times than not, I struggle with his timing, his pacing. Uh, I'll, I'll just be honest with you guys. I am I'm a recovering perfectionist and not a very patient one. Patience has has been a virtue that has eluded me for many years. And it is one that he is carefully and painstakingly cultivating in me. And I hate every minute of it. (laughs) If I'm being perfectly honest. And part of it is just my own personality because I've always been, um, if you were to think of a a stallion versus a draft horse, and actually somebody gave me a prophetic word about this. I had a spiritual dad who gave me a prophetic word about this, um, a while ago, shout out to Bill Burkhart. Uh, and he prophesied over me and he said, Michelle, I see this vision of, um, of a stallion that's at the gate, ready to go. Can't wait for the gate to open. And he's like, and the Lord is showing me that that stallion is you. You are a thoroughbred. You are, are, are built and designed to just run. And you feel um, exhilarated when 
the gate opens and you're able to just go for it. It's one of the reasons why I've been able to write multiple books. I've written three books in under two weeks. Um, not, not three at once. I have written on three separate occasions. I have written full books in two weeks or less. When I decide to do a project and I commit to it, nothing stops me from getting it done and I get it done very quickly. So that word was completely accurate, but then he followed up that word with the Lord wants you to learn how to be a draft horse. (laughs) What did he mean by that? Well, if you've ever seen a draft horse, they are built not only for hard labor, but they're built for endurance. They are built to go the distance. They are built to, to carry things, um, the distance they are built for marathons. They're not built for sprints. And this is what my spiritual dad was communicating to me. He was like, the Lord wants you to know that this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And he is cultivating an endurance in you to go the distance. If that word resonates with you, feel free to take it and run with it as well. And know that there is a purpose for when God calls us to wait, when he calls us to be patient, when he calls us to cease striving. Something that has plagued me since I became a believer at 17, 18 years old. And I I got the message that everybody gets. God loves you. Uh, Jesus died for you. Uh, His his salvation isn't just fire insurance. He has a plan for your life here on this earth. And that's true. But something that plagued me when I became a believer was, well, is the plan all on him or is it all on me? And how do I navigate life staying in his perfect will while also accomplishing and fulfilling everything that he has called me to do? And this is a conundrum that I've really, really wrestled with all throughout my, my twenties. Um, and I, I would say that I actually kind of lived my life by the motto of, um, pray as if it all depends on, on God and work as if it all depends on you. And I'm here to tell you now that I think that is a very flawed model. I think that is a model that leads to burnout. I think that is a a motto that leads to uh, stress. I think that is a motto that leads to you taking your eyes off of Jesus and fixing it on yourself and your own efforts and the outcome of your efforts. And so I want to encourage you, if you are somebody who is naturally prone to striving, or you just happen to be a season in your life where that is, that's precisely what you're doing. I want you to pause and not only ask yourself this, but actually ask the Lord this father is the fulfillment of my purpose and my destiny all on me, or is it all on you? And just pause and listen and hear what he has to say in Philippians, Philippians, In Philippians 1, 6, Paul states, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you 
will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. When I was 17, I read this passage and I felt this deep assurance that whatever the good work was, whether it was my sanctification as a Christian, whether it was um, my personal development as a human being, uh, frankly, whether it was the work of my hands and the things that God called me to, that ultimately the Lord would ensure that that good work that he started in me would be completed. That was very comforting to me. But over the years, I kind of forgot that verse and I kind of lost track of that. And I really leaned in on the American ethos of hard work of, you know, as long as you work really, 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 really hard and and make the right decisions and work and, and work even harder, then you will succeed. You will achieve the American dream. You will make it. And I'm here to tell you that that lends itself to striving like nothing else. And striving is not God's will or his plan for his children. Um, in Psalm, in Psalm 127, one, it states, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it, the workers labor in vain. I'm going to say that again. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers work in vain. It also says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. God does not call us to, to toil. Toil is actually a result of the curse. Um, I read a book years ago by Timothy Keller called Every Good Endeavor. Um, and it was his his treatise on the theology of work and um, and God's intention for work. We are created to work. Don't get me wrong. We are absolutely created to work. Um, Adam had a job in the Garden of Eden before the fall. Uh, his job was to name the animals, name the creatures, have dominion, um, and and to tend the land. Toil, though, didn't come in until after the curse, when the Lord told Adam that he would be working by the sweat of his brow to produce food. That was a result of the curse. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse. So if you are toiling to survive, if you are toiling to to fulfill your calling or your destiny or or your purpose, you're actually operating under the curse and you have forgotten of the redemption that Jesus died for. I know that's a pretty strong statement, but I'm actually preaching to myself at the moment because I definitely need this reminder. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, this past month and a half has been extremely difficult for me and discouraging in a lot of ways. When I started this podcast in September, uh, I had a very clear plan of what I wanted it to, to accomplish and what I wanted it to do. I wanted it to bring awareness um, of prophetic listening and what it is and how it works, because it is a very, very unique 
discipline and one that people don't really understand until they see it, they witness it, they hear it, um, or they experience it for themselves. So that was the first piece, bringing awareness to prophetic listening and what it is. The second piece though, was I wanted uh, to use it as, as a vehicle to, um, to bring more people into the center for prophetic listening and to join me in, in the work and the labor of what the center is all about. Um, not only raising awareness for what prophetic listening is, but learning how to do it so they can practice it either in their own practices through the coaching certification or just taking an e-course and utilizing it um, in their in their day-to-day lives by by learning what it is. Prophetic listening is something that I have poured four years of my life into. I started the center in December of 2019 and I initially started it as a coaching practice. Um, I, meaning I met with people one-on-one and I would do prophetic listening sessions with them. And when I first started it very organically by the power of the Holy spirit, there were times when I would do marathon sessions lasting six hours with people who basically needed their entire lives reevaluated and reoriented by the spirit of God. And we would do these crazy long marathon sessions. Um, I do not do those anymore and I will never do those again. (laughs) That was, that was training ground. That was for a very specific time and purpose. But when I initially started the center for prophetic listening, it, it was a coaching practice and, um, and I had clients and I would meet with them on a regular basis. And we would listen to Holy spirit about whatever was, was pertinent in their lives in that season. And then the Lord made it clear to me that I was to shift gears. And for a season, um, I certified other coaches and they met with my clients rather than me doing the one-on-ones myself. And I started teaching, teaching prophetic listening, running workshops, um, appearing on different podcasts like Sean Bowles and, um, and just spreading the word about what prophetic listening was. And then things shifted again. And the Lord told me, now I want you to just focus on certifying students and teaching them so that they can take prophetic listening into their own um, businesses, whether they're counselors, whether they're coaches, whether they are just ministers and they're wanting to incorporate it into their own ministries. And we graduated a set of students and it it was a really powerful um, program. Now the Lord shifting gears again. And part of being an entrepreneur, even in ministry, part of being an entrepreneur is learning how to pivot and pivot quickly because things have changed, initiatives have changed, um, algorithms have changed, times have changed. And that's something that I'm actually pretty adept at doing, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't come with a cost. That doesn't mean that it's not exhausting. That doesn't mean that it doesn't get discouraging at times. Sometimes I just really want to sit back and set it, the business, set it and forget it. (laughs) And I haven't been, I haven't been able to do that. That just hasn't been an option lately. So going back to the original question, and this is something that I have to ask the Lord on a regular basis in my own life is Lord, is it all on me or is it all 
on you. And then remembering, and the Lord is faithful to remind me, Psalm 127, 1, unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers work in vain. Notice that it's both and. The Lord is building the house, but the laborers are still to work. So my conclusion to this is, in answer to that question, is that the outcome is all on the Lord. And he also determines what the labor is meant to be and when the fields are meant to be plowed. So that brings me to my next point, partnering with Papa God, partnering with Papa God. This is something that it took many years for the Lord to, to teach me and get me to understand. Um, but it's incredibly important to partner with the Lord and particularly with the Holy spirit, being sensitive to his voice, listening for his cues, understanding when he's telling you to wait versus when he's telling you to move. And I have found that God has actually been very faithful in just illuminating the very next step that he wants me to take and then challenging me to stay on that step until he illuminates the next one versus me jumping ahead into whatever idea flies into my mind. And this is particularly challenging for me because I'm a very creative person. So all of you creatives out there who are like, oh, I could do this and I could do this and oh, squirrel. It is extremely difficult for us to just stay in our lane and stay focused on the very thing that's in front of us when we constantly are inundated with ideas and and thoughts of what we could do and what could be. Um, it's shiny object syndrome. And a lot of entrepreneurs have it because a lot of entrepreneurs are also very creative people. That's something that I have been struggling with, particularly with, with the center. So uh, I'm just going to give you kind of a behind the scenes view of what's happened with the center this past year. Um, every year at the end of the year, I take time away with Holy spirit, uh, to assess what the previous year has been and what he has for me in the next year. So instead of just asking for a single word, and I know that's, that's been a recent trend that's happened in Christian circles. I actually think that Robin Jones gun, the author, Robin Jones gun pioneered this, um, this whole process of asking the Lord for a single word for, for the coming year. And I think it's a great, I, I do, but I don't just want a single word. I want paragraphs. I want a small book. I want, I want blueprints. <laughs> I am a blueprint chick. I want blueprints of what the plan is. So I, I take time and I seek the Lord's face and I just ask him to give me perspective on the previous year and on the year that's to come and what I am to focus my attention on, what his vision is for the year and and how I fit into that and what my part and my role is to play in the year to come. And late last year, that's exactly what I did. And he gave me several initiatives, several goals, laid several things on my heart um, 
and for the center in particular, he put it on my heart to start this podcast and he put it on my heart to do some rebranding with, um, my website and the course materials and to basically rebrand the look of it so that it could be more gender neutral. And for the past year, that, that is what I've been working on. Um, so I launched the podcast in September. I have updated the cover. So you're not going to see that pink cover any, anymore. Um, very soon that will be a thing of the past. I completely updated my website. I also updated, um, various structures, e-courses, um, infrastructure in my, in, in the business. And that took a lot of time because it was just me. In addition to that, I finished um, a book proposal for a, a project that I'm working on, and I shopped it to over 30 literary agents, um, all while working a full-time job and a side job to fund these projects. So this year has been in some ways, just a lot of building and retooling. Um, and in other ways it's, it's, it's been challenging. It's been challenging to, to not see everything just pop off like I'd hoped and, and wanted to. Um, so this month I'm going to be going back into that quiet space with, with the Holy spirit and just asking him, what, what is your perspective on 2023 and what do you want to see happen for 2024? And where do I fit in that equation? I will admit to you guys that I have slipped into striving many, many times. And that's frankly, because it, it happens to be my default position. Part of it's my personality because I am a very ambitious, driven, um, self-starter type of a person. But part of it is also because, um, there is, there is a big part of me that just clung to what I was taught as a kid. Um, especially in in an American culture of, you know, work, 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 work really hard. The harder you work, the more successful you'll be. And I have had to, to surrender that lie back to the Lord. Yes, there is value in work. Yes, there is absolute value in a good work ethic, a healthy work ethic, but God doesn't call us to toil. So in partnering with Papa God, he has actually been teaching me how to sync with his pacing. And I have found that there have been many times when I have started certain projects or started certain initiatives. And I'm like, okay, I should be able to get it done by this date. I should be able to get it done within a week, two weeks. And the Lord's like, why don't we give it two months? (laughs) Or he'll say something like, or I'll say something like, oh, I think, I think I'll be able to, um, to, to work with this person or, or, or get this breakthrough by, you know, this date. And the Lord's like, hmm, maybe in three months past that date or six months past that date. Um, or there have been times when 
I'm looking at my workload for the day and I just have a sky high to-do list. And the Lord is like, yeah, we're only going to do 25% of that because I have not called you to overladen yourself with, with things that you shouldn't be doing. That's challenging. If you are a driven, passionate person, if you're actually passionate about the project that you're doing, the thing that you're working on, that's hard to, to hear the Lord say, pause, slow down, not calling you to actually do that. Maybe you need to scrap that entire project entirely (laughs) that you were so excited to do. And the thing I have to remind myself is that God is not trying to put his foot on my neck. He's actually trying to protect me, nurture me, and reassure me that my worth and my value isn't what I produce. Um, It's already there by virtue of being his child and being loved by him. So swinging back to the center and all the initiatives and all the things that I have been planning Um, I'm at a place where he has forced me to recognize that I'm supposed to pause at the moment. And I'm not saying to pause with the podcast. I'm not doing that, but to pause with the various offerings initiatives, um, even the summit that I had mentioned earlier, guys, um, I I just felt like he was telling me that was a you idea. That wasn't me. So you need to pause and you need to reassess and you need to um, trust me to not only provide the next step that you're to take, but to make provisions for the next step that you are to take. And so as annoying (laughs) in my flesh as that is, that's precisely what I'm going to do. So you may be wondering, okay, Michelle, how does this apply to me? Simple. Is there any area of your life where you feel stressed, overwhelmed, or heavy laden? And if you're like 95% of adults in the world, in this country in particular, your answer will be yes. So what I want you to do is remember what the Lord says in Matthew. Um, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. All you who are weary and heavy laden come to me and I will give you rest for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus himself says that we are not to be heavy laden and that he actually commands us to rest. So what would it look like for you to lay down those burdens put them before the Lord and actually get his assessment on whether these are things you were even supposed to carry in the first place. For me, it was coming to the realization that for the center for prophetic listening, he's going to show me the exact next step. And if he actually calls me to close the center down and walk away from this whole work, he is going to give me the clarity and the peace to do it. So I have come to the conclusion that 
I don't need to host the summit. I don't need to do a fundraising event. He's not actually calling me to do that. Um, so this is partly my way of announcing to you guys that I'm not, I'm not doing the summit, the end of the year summit. I was going to do it and nobody enrolled and I didn't feel peace about it. So I'm yanking that back. Um, I may or may not do the discipleship Academy. <laughs> I may yank that back. Um, I'm in a place where I'm allowing the Lord to lead me precisely into what he has for me. And I'm just trusting that he's going to make it clear. Simple as that. So what would it look like for you to move from striving to surrendering? Maybe for you, it's not a business venture. Maybe, maybe for you, it has, it doesn't have anything to do with your work. Maybe for you, it's finances. Maybe you're feeling super stressed out about reaching some sort of financial benchmark or goal, um, or you're stressed about whether or not he's going to provide. What would it look like for you to move from striving to solve that problem to surrendering? Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe there are people in your life who you're like, man, I, I'm worried about them or they're not walking closely with the Lord or our relationship with each other has changed. What would it look like for you to lay that burden down at the feet of Jesus, ask for his perspective, and then fully and trust that person to him. What I will say is this, I know that I know that I know that I'm striving when my peace is compromised, when my peace lifts, when I feel stressed and strained. That's when I know I'm striving. And I know that I have entered into a place of surrender when that peace floods me right back. Those are your cues. All right, guys. I hope that this wasn't too preachy. <laughs> I hope that this was an encouragement. Um, if you're wanting some takeaway questions that you can ask Holy Spirit, I would recommend asking him, what is it that I'm hanging on to that you're calling me to let go of. What are some areas where I'm striving rather than surrendering? And what does it look like for me to actually surrender this to you and let go? Because surrendering is easier said than done, but it's so worth it when you do it. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope that this was a blessing to you. And I have a quick request um, that I want to make. If this show has blessed you in any way, shape, or form, if you've become a regular listener, I want to ask you to do three things. The first is to leave a review. Actually, one and two are kind of combo requests. I'm asking my listeners to ask the Lord if he has a prophetic word for this podcast and for prophetic listening in general, like the movement of prophetic listening. If you're getting a word from the Lord and it is edifying, by the way, guys, I'm not asking you to like, you know, say something that that's harsh or, or cruel. Um, but if it's edifying, if, if you feel like the Lord has something to say about prophetic listening, this podcast, this movement, do me a favor and write a review on the Apple podcast with that prophetic word. That would mean a lot to me. 
And I want you to know that I will read each and every one of them. And I will take each and every one of them in prayer to the Lord during my end of the year quiet time to just get his feedback and his perspective on next steps. Um, the third request that I have is if this has been a blessing to you, if the show has been a blessing to you, do me a favor and ask Holy Spirit who in your life he would like you to share this show with and simply follow through and share it. That would mean a great deal to me as well. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Really appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, fam, fam. I want to thank you for taking the time to watch this episode. I really, really hoped that you were blessed by it. If this taught you anything about hearing God more clearly, about listening to him with other people, if it inspired you watching other people connect with the voice of God, I want to encourage you, share this show. Don't be greedy. Don't keep this all to yourself. Share this show. Let other people know about the Prophetic Listening Podcast. Share it on your social. Text a friend about it. Bring it up in conversation. Whatever that looks like for you. Also, if you could do me a huge solid and leave a review. Guys, that helps increase visibility. There is nothing like word of mouth traction. So please leave a review. Lastly, if you want to connect with me on social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at the Michelle Honora. You can also find my work, my resources, my e-courses, as well as the certification program on www.propheticlistening.com. Thank you again. Tune into the next episode. We're here every week. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. God bless.